Hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds. The good, the bad, the concerning, and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah. And me, Jeanette, your mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Yes. Okay, so we're back. It's been a minute. Yes, it it's has. been a long time since I left you. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, well, we're back in full effect. Back in full effect. Quick thing. So we're back. Uh, we're recording um, the weekend of uh, 420, I guess. AKA Kimmy's birthday week. Yes, Kimmy's <laughs> birthday. So let's just jump into our check-in. How are you? How is, you know, new year, new you, yep. uh, all the good things, our bad things, whatever. Yes. Well, you know what? Honestly, God has been good to me this past year. There's been a lot that has happened in my family, amongst my friends, work, all sorts of things. Um, but most of all, you know, like... I'm, I'm I'm in it now. I'm in a whole new decade now. There's no running now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but for the most part, no, I, no. Honestly, I'm grateful to God that I, I'm seeing another year and mm-hmm. that He's blessed me. You know, this year that has uh, has passed has been a big year for me. So that just passed. So I, I'm looking forward to what's ahead. I really am. I, awesome. I am. So overall, I'm doing okay. You know, just oh, I took off the birthdays. Mm-hmm. I said, nah, fam, I need As to relax you myself. As like, you should. <laughs> right? Like, I didn't come into the world working. Mm-mm. So, you know, you have to take a little time, self-reflection, you know, and all that good stuff. And so it's been a good, it's a good birthday, though. Nice. Okay. So, How are you doing? What's going on, girl? What's popping? Well, so many. Well, it's, uh, yeah, so I was away. One of the reasons why we didn't record is I took a little vacay. Mm-hmm. Took a little breaky break from everything. Yep. Need it. And left mm-hmm. Toronto. Went left Toronto and went to Miami. And it was not the hot girl trip that everybody would love to hear when somebody goes to Miami. <laughs> I went to Miami because it was cheap and quick to get to Florida. Right. So um, my 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 Miami like days, I think, are for the most part not no, 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 not happening. But yeah, it's too yeah, nice. I got some sun. The weather was actually in Toronto, nice in Toronto the week that I was away, but um, we don't have we don't have any beautiful beaches. So I'm exactly. still grateful that I got a chance to um get away from it for a little bit and enjoy the soak up the sun. But did some bonding with my mom. She tagged along, and it was really good. And the only thing is when you do trips like that where it's more like a quick getaway it's not like a full full kind of planned out vacation it's more mm-hmm. like you just want to kind of get some sun and, and vitamin d in your into your bones and reset right. and recharge um so i was gone about four four days so that you know that disappears really quickly and of those four days one of them it was like raining cats and dogs in florida like unbelievable like Mm -mm. i'm like where is all the water gonna go why are we not even like (laughs) um but thankfully when the temperature is like that the next thing all you need is like a good few hours of hot sun and that dries up yeah and by the day after you got wonderful sand and beaches again so yeah that's what i was doing then and um 
quick story. I around Easter, which was another reason why we didn't record for a couple of weeks. We had a big Easter weekend, and Easter is a big deal for us. We're Christian folks, and um, it's funnily enough. Normally, we would have dinner and do the whole hurrah rah on Sunday. However, um, one of my friends, not my friend, my mom's family close work friend that she's known for many many years. Um, her, her friend that, you know, you know, your mom has a few friends from work or whatever that they're always yeah. around, you know, their kids, they know you. And it's like, you know, these wonders milestones are all there. So unfortunately her husband, uh, had died about, they were married 26 years, I believe, uh, from what I remember. And, um, wow. that was her second mm-hmm. marriage. That was like her second in life. You know, she was married and she was divorced. And she mm-hmm. raised she raised her daughter mostly alone. And later in life, while she was hanging out with her mom, which I did not know that she met her husband while she was having a dinner with my mom, they would always catch up every once in a while. And that's how she actually met. Uh, this oh, wow. That's very nice. jolly, um, happy guy from, let's um, say his first name. His name is Joe. A jolly, happy guy from uh, Shadiac, Shadiac uh, New Brunswick. All I know is a man could eat. Because Mm-mm. my mom's my mom's friend <laughs> my mom's friend is from Switzerland. She's European. She's very conservative. She's very tall, and she was tall and slim. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty years, maybe a little bit of age. Mister Joe changed her because they he loved to eat and go out and treat them, and he was you know a happy go lucky guy. I, and I bring this up because I had an awkward moment that I wanted to share. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, sharing the good memory of of uh, Mister Joe. And as well as, you know, that's what I did on my Easter Sunday, not knowing uh, my mom said, we're having dinner for Joe. And I didn't recall her because my mom was away in Jamaica when he actually, unfortunately, passed away. Oh, my. And so I'm here thinking we're celebrating a big milestone birthday or something. That's why she said, oh, Easter Sunday, we're having something for Joe. I'm like, okay, I guess we're not going to do dinner. That's okay. And I go and I saw um, the woman, my mom's friend, before I got there, uh, before my parents got there, and she said, well, you remember Joey's there? And then and so I picked up, it was a memorial. Um, and I was like, oops, you know, imagine I came in and said, where's Joe? Could you imagine? I had to share this with the listener. I That could have been a very bad faux pas. God was watching on me. Yes, and I he made felt, sure you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. I would have felt more than terrible. God caught you in that moment. He caught yes, you and it he's could have like, been very bad. Eh, no, 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 no. Nobody said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's unfortunate though. Yeah. So, you know, just wanted to, you know, acknowledge that as well as um, you know, there's a little humor in this. So you have to find a little humor in all of life's uh, right? tragedies. So just wanted to share that. But other than that, you know, back on the grind and the life is life is okay. Getting ready. Uh, for the summer and yes i can't wait and all that good stuff so we'll move into our headlines and i wanted to start with um a shout out to mr jamie fox mm-hmm. who now a latest update we were seeing so i saw his name trending a few days ago i was like no let it be anytime i see something like my heart stopped i was like even scared to click you know when i see somebody's name trending mm-hmm. on twitter yep it's usually it could be good or it could be bad, and usually it's bad. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I, I clicked know on it, going through it, he's going ooh, through it right now. Mm-hmm. When I clicked on it, it was revealed that he was hospitalized 
Um, his daughter had announced that her, he had was in the hospital. She said it was a medical emergency. She she did not um, say what it was. People, a lot of people are speculating, but whatever it is, he was in the hospital and probably out of it. However, the newest update before we kind of started to record, and I was looking more into this, they said that he is awake and alert, and they're keeping him under observation. But like I told Kim, a right? lot of people celebrities and public figures fair enough i me as a private person i would do that too is you're not going to tell you everything that's going it's your it's your body so you know your body your choice your purse that's your personal that's considered personal information so it's not you don't you're not obligated to share that with the world or with anybody more or less and so you're not (laughs) (laughs) and nobody has to know what's going on um yep in his case he's a public figure so people are going to inquire they're going to inquire fair you know so he's going to get pushed up against the wall as to whether or not he will say something but he doesn't have to he doesn't have to and so um since then uh he's alert and doing better and i i the word stroke is going around i hope not but it's based on like the little hints is it could i'm thinking it's either a stroke or a heart attack only because you're incapacitated for a while and then you're up so those are two things those are two things where you can kind of get a quote-unquote attack and still kind of rehabilitate to alertness um so i hope anything that whatever it is i don't want to add to the fodder i hope that he will have a full recovery um me too yeah he's 55 years old one thing i did want to say is that he appears to be a healthy man right but if this is showing us anything you can't take appearances for granted because even though he looks like he is is really healthy he's muscular he looks fit there could be things that are still happening inside of the body so you know you can't just assume that when you look at somebody and they appear to be physically well that they are physically well so um one thing i I, that because when i heard about this i was like jamie jamie fox what he's big and strapping and take care of himself and exercise and think no, you don't know. So you can't just base it off of what you're seeing, right? Because something could be happening happening that's um you know deep down inside of their body that we can't see. So mm-hmm. um because I was very surprised to hear this. Like I was super surprised to hear this. Uh, um it, it felt like it came out of nowhere. That's that's what it felt like to me. But um mm-hmm. I do hope that Jamie will be fine and you know, he will make a fast recovery and he'll be back on the screen, giving us jokes, cracking jokes and um, being his himself as Jamie Foxx, um, which I've always liked as a as a, a talent because yes. he's multi multifaceted. Oh, hands down. Like he has so much talent. It's it's like Ridiculous. it's written all over him, you know, so um, I'm praying for him. I hope, you know, all you know, ends well with that and that he's back back up and running soon. <clears throat> okay. So prayers up for Jamie. Uh moving on. So we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this. Miss Monique. Oh Lord. <laughs> one a, a, when, it, when it comes to uh conversations on this show, we've not we've had a few conversations and big conversations around Monique the comedian here on this podcast for many reasons. One of which, hands down, she is 
without a doubt, a very talented individual. That's I will never, I I won't take I won't take that away from her because exactly just, I agree. The, the proof, as they say, the proof is in the pudding, and so. We've known Monique's comedy from back in the day when she was a queen of comedy and doing all the comedy shows, the Def Jam, all, all, everything, everything. So, you know, more 90s, I think 90s, early 2000s, like we know her for her stand up comedy and, you know, her, her whole thing was the skinny bitches. Um, yeah. And she would go That's in on when the she used to be funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's when she used to be, right? So. Fast well, I don't forward. Find funny nowadays. Fast forward. She wins an Oscar after her role in Precious. Again, well deserved. Questionable content, but like definitely well deserved Oscar. And she, after a few years of winning that Oscar, we notice we don't see her. And then eventually she comes out and says there was some type of tiff. I'm not going to get into. We all know there was a tiff between yeah. her mm-hmm. and the producer. Boycott this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all know the names: Tyler Perry, Oprah. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? The guy who directed Precious. Spike Lee. No, 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 no. Uh, Lee Daniels. Lee, uh, Lee Daniels. Daniels. Okay. And uh, then the Netflix thing was the most recent challenge yeah. when they lowballed her and offered her half a million dollars. For a, well, that's what set it off, really. Yeah, that's the, really what brought everything back to the really surface. Because we had off. forgot, we forgot about the lowballing everything that was so long ago. Right? Yeah, it's a whole decade and change. But um, mm-hmm. the, the the Netflix thing was kind of like her asking us to uh, boycott and ring the roll, blah blah blah. That kind of gets settled, and she fast forward. She has a special. Not only did she settle with Netflix, she got her special, and her special was released, and it was called "My Name Is Monique." So now. Here we are. I have watched, I think I watched about 80, 90% of it. Wow. And, um... You got that far? Okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Monique, I'm gonna need you to come with the jokes next time. Me and some need, jokes. I'm gonna need you to <laughs> cut down. We all know comedians can be vulgar. But I'm not, I'm gonna need you not to be, have every other word to be a motherfucker or a nigger. I nigga, really, nigga. oh my god, I couldn't get far. I, I'm a need, like she, I, I'm just gonna say this. She, I, she's better than that. That's all I'm gonna say. She's better than that. We know you're supposed to interweave your story. You're, you, you go on stage, you tell your story, but the main thing you gotta do is make it funny. Give me a punchline. Give me a joke. That's you, not obvious. Like yes. the punchlines were like, okay, boom. Like, yeah, we get it. We know what's gonna come next. Mm-hmm. Um, you got far though. Good for you. Where did, how um, far did you get? <laughs> I got to the point where she started talking about her wanting to have like uh an experience with a woman. Okay, you got pretty that's about as far as I got. I feel like that was most it wasn't that most of it. I feel like that's about I I, I, felt, I well, <laughs> because after that I was like, I'm done. Like I can't. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what is um, this? I didn't even I didn't even calculate how much was left. I was just like, you know what? I think that's about eight, eight that's around that's around the point of maybe a little bit after I, I turned it off. And something that people are saying. Okay, let me say my thoughts. I would like I said, I said my point. Mm-hmm. There was there, there was not a lot of jokes. There's there's too much swearing. She's too smart and too talented to give us that. I know it obviously was deeply personal. And she brought out a lot of skeletons in the closet. Forget her. She's talking about her aunt, her her auntie, her grandmother, 
her everything. And again, you can have a poignant story and really hit home if she had the jokes. I think she just did an emotional vomit. What do you say? What was your thought? Right. So, okay. Oh, and before you go, she looked yeah. amazing. She looked. Yes. Woo, okay. I can give her that. That's one right. thing. All right. Right. Now, right. Ahead. Now, okay. I'm going to go back a little bit in her career. When I started to hook on to uh, Monique. Now, initially in her beginning days, Queens of Comedy, you know, when she was um, uh, doing that show, uh, I forgot what it's called now. Um, but anyways, there was Parkers. different programs. Sorry? Were you talking about the Parkers? The Parkers, that's yeah. correct. I used to watch her on the Parkers, the Queens of Comedy, around that time. I felt that she was funnier then than she is now. Um, I feel as though this was extremely vulgar for her. If you go back and you look at her career, she's always been a little vulgar, but not to this level. I thought that she felt what it felt to me was Mm -hmm. a desperate, a desperate try Mm -hmm. at trying to come back to a place that is no more. Like she was trying to get back to being as funny as Monique was when she started her career, oh, no. <clears throat> her career. And I'm sorry, you did not hit it. Okay. Now she was vulgar back then, but she still had punchlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. She still had jokes. She still had things to, you know, make people laugh and to remember her as a, as a, as a comedian. Right. Um, different taglines that she had that were unique to her. Now I just feel like she was trying too hard to make this special bigger than it was. And unfortunately you fell short. That's what it felt like to me because it felt like a, uh, we came full circle. I feel like it could have been full circle, but I feel like she, did you even write material? Like, I feel like, well, that's, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at Mm -hmm. is that I feel as though she was trying to make this bigger than it was because it's like I fought for 10 years to get to this point right here. Now I have the opportunity and I need to make this pizzazz. Like I need it to be big. I need it to be, but unfortunately your jokes weren't hitting. Mm-mm. Your mouth was, was, was dirtier than a, a you know, a sailor. Like <laughs> it was ridiculous how much you were cursing. Um, it didn't even have any sense in like, it didn't have any sequence in, in your cursing. Like, why would you be, it just felt like you were just ad-libbing and all of your ad-libs were curse words. Yes. That's what it felt like. It yeah. didn't feel like actual comedy, but it also felt like she, she must've thought that she had to make a big to do like, and I'm sorry, she just didn't hit the mark. There was like, too many revelations I wasn't ready for. Yeah, that's what I that's what I'm trying to say. Like she's trying to make this big because you fought for 10 years to get to this point. So you better make this special, you know, memorable. Uh, unfortunately, the only thing I could walk away remembering is that your mouth is dirtier than a sailor. Like I can't <laughs> with you. You need to go and wash out your mouth and pray to God right about now because every other word was a curse word. It had no relevancy at times. It was just a ranting Black woman that was on stage. I will say one thing, Monique. Kudos to you. In all this time, you got your body right, girl, because you look good. You look good. You, You put yourself together well, but it's an like it's it's a like it just doesn't match how your decor like how you looking Mm -mm. and how you're speaking Mm. like it just didn't 
vibe well. Mm. You know, no, you didn't look like a lady. You looked like a um No, she looked like a lady, but she sounded like no, you didn't look like a lady because as soon as you open your mouth, all oh. that dress, that dress was so beautiful on you. But as soon as you open your mouth and the filth start running, it was like, oh my gosh, like I can't even see your dress at this point, B. Hmm. Your your mouth is just on fire. Like, eh. And, and, and it was the content. Yeah. I was just like, when she started talking about her and Zaddy wanting oh, to Lord. have- We knew that was going to happen. Into women and all this. I was like, wow, Monique, you're reaching. You're it reaching. Just, I, just feel, I just felt like the content is one thing, but I just feel like she never got, like it was just jumbled. Like she didn't really put together- there was no sense to it. Yeah, she didn't put together a thoughtful presentation. Like your, your content is your content, but I feel like it would have been so much more heavy-hitting and successful and rewarding as somebody who wants to see her be successful in this. It would have been like, listen, you have the baseline. Now add the jokes. Uh, give me the joke because Minna, I didn't hear the joke. There was no joke. And I honestly, I felt like... Um... And when she was talking about... Um, I think it was around the time, yeah, when she's talking about saying, like, her, she went to her husband because she won, like, I guess she's bisexual. I guess that's what she was trying to tell us. But she couldn't even keep herself together. Like, I'm like, you sure want to share that? Like, I don't think you've dealt with that yet. Because you were literally, like, it was just, she couldn't even hold it together. Like, well, that's one- why I'm saying. It was like she had to, she was trying to throw a lot of sauce on everything. You know what yes, I mean? Like, she yes. was trying to make this bigger than it was. Yes. And I can understand why. Because you fought for this moment. Yes, well, yeah, I think thing, that's what Monique. it was. Yeah, You fought for this moment, and this is what you do with it? Yeah, I know. It was kind of pathetic. I'll Ooh. be honest. It was kind of pathetic because you every minute you're coming on, you know, social media telling people how they're supposed to right, act. right. Okay? That was and the biggest joke. This that was the know. real joke. I don't know. You know, it just felt very hypocritical. It didn't have all the punchlines were very predictable. Mm-hmm. Um the the content itself it was like she was trying to be racy yeah it didn't quite you know it didn't quite hit there um and 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 lastly you know come up with different material maybe not such a reflection of your life um i know that most comedians that's what their material is based on is their life but um i know too much about you monique <laughs> Like I know too much about you and Daddy and his, and your and your you know your bedroom and, and what <laughs> yeah. you guys do behind doors and things and I, I I just know it's not funny anymore. You're not funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're I'm not saying, funny. Well, I'll give her that. That can be funny, but that whatever she did on Netflix was not funny. She should work on bringing the funny Monique. Okay. So we'll, yes. mo- we'll move on and hopefully she'll uh, get another get chance. Get it together, please. Yeah. Hopefully she'll get <laughs> another chance. She's definitely booked and busy, um, which is good, doing shows and such. So I hope her next comedy special, she brings the jokes. All right. So we're going to move on to Dutty, Dutty Nasty, Dalai Lama. Dutty Nasty, man. Dalai, the Dalai Lama, I'm sorry. you were Your name was rever- revered. Very much in the global community. Um, and now there is that video circulating that, you know, we're just getting a chance to talk about it. 
today, but who I was like, oh, I I needed a shower after just reading the description of what happened. Yeah. Um. Kinda like, are you for? But real? on the one hand, it was like, ooh, that's what's going on. And the other hand, it's like, that's what I expect to be going on too. Like, like we know, like all these, and it's not anything about Buddhism. It's it's more about religion in general, um, where the leaders there's no checks and balances and accountability for the the leaders in whatever religion, particularly religions where you have leaders such as the Pope, the Dalai Lama, um, you know, I, I can't think of those are the big ones that are obvious in terms of structured religion but i'm sure that's every religion across the board there's a power struggle those in power but the issue is those or religious sects s-e-c-t sect um Mm -hmm. that uh don't allow their religious religious leaders to have partners um that's always been sus to me i'm I'm gonna say it it's always been sus i know buddhism is the oldest religion in the world but uh, I'm going to say a temple full of old men and little boys. Uh, yeah, I don't know about I that. I don't know. I don't, when you really think about it, like, it's like. It doesn't you, rub me the right way. It doesn't rub That's me the I right way. And that. we just, to me, we just saw what I assumed what was going on behind temples, doors. Right. I hate to say it, everybody, but come on. And so anyway, I'll describe the video that has gotten the Dalai Lama in trouble. From what I've seen or what I recall or read, I didn't watch, I didn't actually watch it. I didn't want nothing to do with it. It's, and all the videos that are showing it a little bit are have the child blocked off or, you know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I saw the child. I Blur- saw the video before they started blocking it. Oh, okay. I saw the little boy. Yeah. yeah. They blurred, mm-hmm. The ones I've seen, he's blurred. Um, where um, a, a child, there must be some event going on and the Dalai Lama is a guest or he's speaking and the young boy goes up to ask him for a hug. I think the Dalai Lama gives him a hug. Then he says, give me a kiss on the cheek or something like that. And I don't know if the boy does. I can't remember. Maybe the boy is like, what? Um, I don't remember, but that's what he asked. And then maybe he does and maybe escalated each time. It seems like it. Typical pedal grooming behavior. Sideline. Um, and eventually what really got him in trouble was when he said, suck my tongue. He stuck at his tongue. And oh said, my God. That's the grossest part. Sorry. The video shows him. Mm. He does kiss him on the lips. And then he asks him to suck his tongue. Nah, so yes, man. there is no way to spin it. There is some people have coming to say there's a cultural... No, 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 no. And even if it is, even if it was, I mean, I saw somebody, this, the culture is to greet somebody with your tongue out, not to have somebody suck your tongue. That's like inherently sexual. I'm sorry. There's just no way around it. And uh, also, uh, this is call- a straight pedo. This is straight. Like, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to call it straight. Re- yes. Yeah, stop calling. Stop the respectability politics. Yeah. This is straight. Who care? I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. If you're doing that shit, like that lets you know God, he's you know what's going on behind those closed doors, right? I mean, personally, Imagine. I'm not surprised. I will say, I'm not, I'm like, I assume, oh, that's what's going on. I hate to say it, sorry for those kids, but these people, you know, parents get up their children and to these temples, and, and that's it. Um, but yeah, very sad, but you know, 
what what they say what do what what's that old saying everything everything that, that's right, done in that the dark done in the dark will come to light and look it was in broad daylight Cameras. one thing i have to say about this situation with this mm. nasty man listen i understand you're a, a religious leader Mm. But that 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 comes with a lot of um, responsibility, and in that in in this case, he should have been a little bit more responsible with his actions with this little boy. Um, but I'm glad that he showed himself for who he really is. He showed his ass. He showed his colors. And what I found disturbing was if you watch the video, you can see the escalation and the escalation, yes, escalation. was not coming from the child. Mm-hmm. It was coming from this grown ass this grown ass man okay i don't care if you're a buddhist or not you're still a man yeah and you know yes we're all of different faith and stuff but i believe that a man is just a man just a man he has he has urges and he has needs and all the rest of it now should he have gone and done that to the little boy hell to the no you are a straight pedo in my eyes you revealed yourself in front of the in the broad daylight in front of cameras and and the rest of the people that were sitting there um a lot of people are trying to take different perspectives where we're the Western world and we don't understand these cultures and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and how a lot of the Buddhist people there, they that's how they show love, by sticking their tongue out. No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. There's a difference with sticking out your tongue and escalating it to the point where this little boy felt obligated yet uncomfortable to literally suck your tongue. That's disgusting. As far as I'm concerned, we 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 are just coming out of this pandemic. So even a, even if he lost himself in his culture for a moment, we just came out of a pandemic. You really think that that's acceptable for you to have? A I think you're giving too your much, you're giving you're giving too much grace there. I no, don't... I'm not giving any grace at all. As a matter of fact, but if if that's the if that's the angle that people want to spin it on this whole cultural thing, mm-hmm. okay, well let's take the culture out of it for a second. We all went through a pandemic. Do you really think that that's appropriate? No, no. Even just by it being a pandemic. Now, my 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 true thoughts are like I said, you're a damn pedo. You got exposed. You forgot you were in front of a camera and mm-hmm. a whole a whole bunch of people looking at you. But what I will I will say is I have to call out those parents because if I see my child, because I looked at that child and he looked very uncomfortable. Mm. He did. You can tell he felt uncomfortable, but didn't know what to do. Mm. So he just went along with it as most children would, especially with this religious figure. Yeah, as a child, he, he somebody needed to intersect and interrupt. Somebody that. needed to say, okay, come little Jimmy. Yeah. All right, that's enough. <laughs> right, we're done with him, no. Yeah. Got the hug you wanted. Let's go, Jimmy. Yeah. But um, somebody needed to say something, and I just didn't see that there. And it was very um in your face. But a lot of people are trying to, you know, sweep it under the rug with this culture talk. Uh, mm-hmm. Miss me with that, because then we can go on the whole pandemic talk if we really wanted to. Either which way, it was inappropriate. It was nasty. It was disgusting to look at. Mm-hmm. Um. But it does shed light on, you know, spiritual leaders. Yeah. Because this has been said in the Catholic faith that these priests are doing all sorts of ungodly things mm-hmm. to these pitney them. So it is shining light. 
on religious figures and and even though that they are religious figures that doesn't mean you just bring your child to the slaughter um and so one thing i wanted to mention was cardi b cardi b had something to say about this she sure did and as much as you know controversy might have came out of that you know people always coming for cardi b's neck oh you drugged and 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 stole from men and blah 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 the one thing that i do want to say in this situation was she was coming from a parent's perspective and saying, watch your kids, know what's going on with your children. Don't just send your children to do this, that, and the third. You need to have these in conversations. In 2023, parents can't afford to do that. Nope. Right? That's what I'm saying. So uh, the fact that she mentioned it on her platform, I felt she was using her platform for good. So, you know, a lot of people were coming for her for this, but I, I have to agree with her. And the sentiment that I agree with is talk to your children. This has to be a conversation that you have with your children to be aware. And as parents, don't just lead your ch your child blindly, like understand what's going on. So that's all I have to say about the dirty Dalai Lama, dirty man. <laughs> Make you sit on one side. Ugh. Yeah, stop touching the pity them. Leave them. Throw him away. Sorry. Um, so we're going to quick pivot. Quick pivot. So this week, Elon Musk, it was official. They got rid of the legacy blue check, verified blue checks on Twitter. It's done, um, people. And now <laughs> if you want to, they have a new subscription service called Twitter Blue, where you will play, pay $8 USD to have that. And so there was a lot of... Um, there was a lot of jokes and memes, of course, um, on the uh, <laughs> on the uh, tw on Twitter making jokes. Is so, so basically making jokes for anybody who goes to pay. So it's like that's the new whack thing. At first, it was cool to have a check mark. So now, but now it's not cool because everybody's going to know you went out of your way to pay for that shit. Like Twitter is that serious to you? Mm -hmm. You went out of your way pay to pay for that shit. So all the celebrities like Halle Berry, Kerry Washington. Or <laughs> jokes because mm -hmm. it's like for especially the some real celebrities like a list celebrities even b list um i'll take it all the ways to see abcd everybody there they have hundreds of thousands and millions of followers they don't need to pay no blue check people are gonna follow them regardless people know who it is they've been on they've been on the platform for many years so um it's just like Ugh, it's kind of funny how people are making a joke of it, but I, I will be curious to see who pays for that because I feel like that says a lot. It's going to say a lot about somebody's character to be like, you paid for that? Like, how hard? Like, that's just pretty much a try-hard thing. That's the way I'm looking at it. My understanding of this checkmark was so that you can differentiate people who are trying to pretend to be someone they're not. Um, that's what I thought these checks were for. So That's Elon what it was Musk, before. But... Yeah, before. But mm -hmm. Elon Musk is saying, bump all of that. If you want to have your little check mark, you got to pay for it. Yeah. Now, um, it being paid for, the the whole sentiment of it all is just thrown out the window. It's thrown out the window, yeah. Because so before why it was even like bother a, have one? I, I exactly, just, you get you it. Know. It's like reversing it because before it was like a status symbol, right? It's like, oh, you're pop, you're that popular where people need to verify that it's really you. Like that's how much influence you have in the public domain. But now it's like, if you got to pay, and now all you got to do is pay $8 a month and get it. It's like, mm, that's worthless now. That value of status is completely gone. 
Um, sorry. just had to yawn for a sec. Um, sorry <laughs> about that, but um, it's a, it's been a long day. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of uh, this checkmark thing, I always thought that it was kind of stupid, anyways, mm-hmm. because there's always ways to get around it. Like there's always ways that that at least that's what I saw where you can inflate how you know uh you have bots you have this that and the third so there's ways to get around getting that check mark anyway so i'm glad that he's kind of made a um an even playing field now in terms of all of those celebrities people like you know um lebron is like keep your damn check mark i don't want yeah. your stupid check mark i don't really care about it in the first place and um i i guess you know what let's get back to talent then like i guess that's what we have to do is get back yeah. to actual talent actual things that people have to truly say that are matter and that's the, those people will be um looked at and so check mark or no check mark you know because i found that sometimes when i heard about this check mark thing it was almost it seemed like it was discriminating a little like um yeah. I mean, I know what the purpose of it was, but a- anyway, Elon said, you want the damn mark? Guess what? You got to pay, pay for it. Feed. So that's what it is so now. Now it has no value. That's the thing. It really doesn't have a mm. value anymore. If you have to pay for it, nobody really wants it anymore. Um, I don't know what's, you know, going to go on with actual Twitter. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, but See, It continues to be a sinking ship. Um, I don't know. Now so, you don't have no marks. You don't have no check marks. It takes so I don't know what's gonna happen with that. Yeah, but. it'll be fine. Um, so we'll uh pause here and uh go do our music news next. Okay, so we're back and we wanted to jump into music news real quick before going into the rest of our segments. And I wanted to talk about Miss Chloe. She's Chloe Bailey. She's professionally musically going as Chloe and my as a singular name and mm-hmm. she re- and she a couple weeks ago she uh released her album called in pieces her first uh debut album official um under the label that she's under which is i believe ivy park or park actually i don't it's not called ivy park it's called park something um i think i want to get that right um yeah so she released that album and everybody was going in on her because her first week sales was ten thousand. to be honest sorry (laughs) that's sad and that's That's actual full sales like it's hard well streams can translate into sales it's a some weird math but essentially regardless of what the magic math that they're doing it's it was it's disappointing that's a disappointing number yes very much so considering the um backing uh that she has and um obviously her co-signing her her being co-signed by beyonce and so her album is called in pieces if you've heard any of this girl's music, especially if you listen to Chloe and Bailey, because she produces a lot of the, sorry, Chloe and Haley, her mm-hmm. the, the, when they are the group, their music, she produces a lot. And I think she's responsible for a lot of that song, that sound. So yeah, sorry, she's on Columbia Records under Parkwood, which is uh, Beyonce's label. <clears throat> and so um, I, it's actually a really good album. It's not a, it's not a matter of quality. Um, some people in the media have been saying that her label didn't push it, which I agree. I somewhat agree. Cause you say one of these things, it's not, it has nothing to do with the album. I think, yes, there are some people, she has been faced with a lot of criticism, 
But one thing I feel like people can't really win, even if you're saying her image or they don't understand her image or the things that she's doing or they don't get her brand. I think the one thing she's been consistent with is the quality of her music. <laughs> well, that's Personally, the thing. That's, that's just my POV. And some people might say she's trying hard. She, might just, she is coming to her own as an artist, a solo artist. We know her as the duo but she's coming into her own and um i think this album is going to be a sleeper and when we say sleeper i believe this album is going to slowly but incrementally kind of like it's going to be more of a snowball effect than a big bang personally um she was on the breakfast club and charlemagne was asking her you know what happened and uh, and asking all the questions because one thing charlemagne is going to do is ask you those awkward questions and she handled it with a lot of grace and when asked about Beyonce, she said, um, you know, I love her and she's she's done. And well, Beyonce, well, I don't even know if Charlemagne didn't even let her answer that question. He was kind of like, no, she did. Yeah, she put you yeah, she put you guys on. I mean, like, yes, definitely. Up, like personally. And, and he said, you know, he said in kind of a blunt way. But I kind of feel like at the end of the day, Beyonce has always been a behind the scenes person. She shows yes. her. She shows her support behind the scenes. We don't know what she's doing behind the scenes. That is her way, because no matter what she's going to do, um, Beyonce, in this case, she'll be criticized. So I personally don't think that has anything to do with it. But the label, whether it's Columbia, which is a print, the parent label of, of where she signed to, um, Chloe, I do think the, the label kind of didn't push it. And like, to your point, Kim, you said that they should have released that album six months ago. They yeah, they should. When she was um, yeah. on the high of when Mercy. Half of sea, yeah, that's when that song, that, like, they that's when they should have dropped it shortly after. Yeah. But I do remember now that I'm recalling in my brain, that people were saying at that time when Mercy, they were wanting her album yes. from then. Yes, it's bad and timing. You, and it just wasn't her time. It was They didn't want to drop it yet. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing is that she's lost steam mm -hmm. from that actual song. Yes. And then you drop the album. And I'm sorry to say, yes, Beyonce, I know you're backing behind her, but I don't know if you had too much going on at the time with your own personal project, your mm -hmm. own album. I don't know. I don't know, but I think they kind of dropped the ball. If you ask me, they kind of dropped the ball a bit because mm -hmm. they should have dropped that album when she was on that whole mercy and, and everybody was loving her music and interested in her mm -hmm. to wait so long. Well, unfortunately, the steam ran out. And yeah. and people weren't interested. But one thing I did want to I did want to um, point out, and that I'm noticing, is that even though they're they might be backed on social media, on Instagram, and all these things, doesn't necessarily equate nope. Nope. to We've actual fans. We saw that, so, right? The... And so we've been seeing this lately. Um, yeah. I think Sweetie was yep. the first time I saw that yeah. happen, and yep. I was like, this girl has millions of followers, millions of people are tuning in to hear what she's got to say yet when she actually released an album her record sales were i i couldn't believe it i mm -hmm. couldn't believe how low they were so to see that you know chloe had had backing from beyonce 
I don't know if there was too much going on at that time, but they did drop the ball. If you ask me, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They dropped I'll... it. And unfortunately they thought that having Beyonce backing them, mm-hmm. they could pick that ball right back up. But unfortunately not this time. Mm. I, I I think that they took two. I don't know who's the powerhouse that's behind Chloe, yeah. but um, I think they they thought, oh, well, she's Beyonce's talent. So we yeah. can kind of drop the music whenever we feel like. Mm, nope. And people well, are still going to be interested because it's Beyonce's talent. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Nope. It didn't happen like that. Absolutely not. Well, we learned the hard. She, they, her team learned that the hard way. Um, but again, so anyway, quick review. That's the, the politics around the album. But I am happy to say I've listened to that album about three or four times. Very, very good. Um, I didn't expect it. Even if it's not, doesn't knock it out of the water. She's not going to give us a bad album. It's just not. She's too much of a perfectionist. And so uh, my call outs for the album is Body Do. I, I hope that's her next single for the summer. That's a good summer hit. Right now, that's what's making the rounds is Cheat Back with Future, which is a, a kind of a cute song. The song that she has with uh, Chris Brown, which everybody was having a fit about. But that is what yeah. a stand, that is a standout uh, track. And uh, for me, I would say Lose You and Pray It Away were my personal, one of my personal um, thieves. Uh, very um, R&B-ish um, yeah, she's a strong voice, and she, there's no doubt she's a strong future. I just hope she continues to push through, and right. uh, just better Me planning. Too. To your point, better timing for the album next time. But yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. A listen, uh, everybody listening. It's 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 a good it's a good album. I, I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give it a, a, a listen. I mm-hmm. am gonna give it a listen. I haven't had a chance to do so yet, but. Um, if it is a slow creeper, oh, yeah. I'm sure that this summer more and more of her songs will hit differently. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, she might be able to pull some singles off of those, oh, uh, yeah. off of the album and, you know, really, you know, put her best foot forward. But yeah, the, know, sing- really. the singles are, yeah, because there are a couple of singles, like the one with Missy is already charting. It's like top 20. So the singles are doing fine. The album itself. Not so great. But she did say when she was on Breakfast Club that her show is sold out. So you know what? She doesn't make money from album sales. She makes well, money. Well, that's, that's true, too. She that's makes money from too. concerts. So as long as those shows are selling out, my girl is getting her, her bag. Well, keep pushing, girl, because I, I, I do like you as an artist. You are different. You are different and you do stand out from the bunch. Hmm. So, you know, sorry to hear about your record sales, but you know what? I, I, I see good things for Chloe. I think she just needs to plug at it and, hmm. and just, you know, change it up, flip it up. Yeah. Uh, you have a strong powerhouse behind you. So use it. Take advantage of it. Or they need the to take advantage of her. I think her, her album. Well, I is- think they kind of did because Beyonce's album came out right at that time of mercy. So it was like, you kind of had to sacrifice your album for Beyonce's. That's what it felt like. That's what it <laughs> seems like. I could be wrong. <laughs> but at the time when Mercy's came out, all of a sudden we had this bombastic album drop from Beyonce. And it was like, okay, well, Chloe, you kind of have to wait. You kind of have to let the boss go first. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, she's a she's a great talent. So I, I'm sure she'll be fine. Yeah. So we'll move into our first segment, segment, which is Lot of Mercy. Mercy. 
Yes, Lord of Mercy. Even though it's been a while, uh, this is our segment, guys, where we talk about news that is just wild. It's crazy. It's the only thing you could say in response is, Lord, take the wheel. Jesus, Please. take the wheel. Lord, have mercy. It's a sick, <sighs> common saying in the Black community when you're just like, God needs an intervention here. And so... Guys, we need it. We need it right about now. We need one. This mm-hmm. week, we are talking about uh, the R&B artist known as Marcus Houston, aka I believe he was Batman of the group Immature. Was that his? Yes, his, that was. Yeah. That's correct. Was, he Batman. was Batman? Okay. He was also more, probably more famously known as Roger on Sister Sister. Yes. Go home, Roger. Yes. Yep. That's so. what. That's what a lot of people know him more for his role on on that show than music yeah so main thing you know. though it all his height of his career the height of his career he was a teenager or or very young person a teenager pretty much. yes very young the height person, of his yeah. fame um and he's and where he really became famous was as a young um young man and so anyway he's been and everybody the blogs and everybody are talking about him because he recently did a um a show one of those shows i can't remember the name of the show but it's a show where yeah, he's do... not a young man anymore everybody no, just so you know he's mm-hmm. about uh damn near 40 at this point thank you just put that out there mm-hmm. uh, he's actually over 40 i think now he's about 42 or something so anyway he uh he went on the show and tv1 they have a popular show called uncensored and they typically will talk to like old school artists and stuff and kind of talk about their career and their rise to fame and then where they are in life and blah 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 so he touched Nobody asked. I don't know. Maybe they did ask him. I don't know. But he should have kept his mouth shut. So essentially, they talked about his wife, who he married um, a couple years ago. Um, when he was uh, about two or three years ago, he married this woman, young woman. And she, at the time, she was 19 and he was 37. Uh, everybody do the math. That's almost 20 actually, years. Uh, actually, I wanted to just correct you on that. When mm-hmm. they met... She was only seventeen. Yeah, I want to. Br- I'm going to push it back, but really, every nobody, nobody knew. I feel. I feel like that's very important to mention. Yeah, I want to. I want to get there. We're going to mm-hmm. get. There. We're building okay, it up. Okay. <laughs> We're building it up. So he made the last time he was really in the news is the announcement when he announced that he was married, and everybody there was a whole kerfuffle because the woman he married at 19 was 19 and he was 37 at the time anybody can do the math and be like wait a minute she just barely turned legal so right? how are you marrying how old were you when you met this woman that's always going to be the natural question right and to kim's point you know there was a lot of speculation so now fast forward to this year and he's doing the show and he addresses this and he says quote um me and my wife's situation is a little different uh, how we met were through mutual friends and everything like that. When I met my wife, she was 17. Um, so really, and at that time, it was just really good conversation. No, con- no real, no connection, you know, until she was of age. He was, nice. he was mm-hmm. hemming and hawing that, but obviously anybody would sense would be like, no, nigga, like you, what, if you met her at 17, even if it was 17, which I still think is a stretch, he probably may, could have even been sooner, but fine. I'll give her this. I'll give him that then. Even if it was 17, that was re- inappropriate. How can you say you have a connection with a 17-year-old? Thank what, you. What 35-year, 36-year-old man is having a deep, real connection with a 17-year-old girl? Please. So grooming. Um, so, a whole bunch of grooming is going on here. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so that's why a lot of people, he came under fire and he was using God to be like, yeah, you know, I felt like God, you know, connected us and blah, blah, blah. Like, this guy is throwing everything at the book. It's like, yep. no, you're never going to come back from this. You're going to have to sit with this, buddy. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people are like, where are our parents? Like, just typical R. Kelly. He's like the new bootleg R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> well, that's what has been said about him in the music industry that... You know, he was, you know, even back then yeah. in uh, IMX, he was involved in some nefarious shit. So um, this doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. And here's why. I, I talked about him being a child. We talked about him about being a child star um, and being famous very young. And it's, 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 I think if we really think back to all these child actors and, and, and child performers and we hear their story and we see, you know, they're usually messed up. I, I hate to say it. It's very hard yeah. and rare to see them to be completely whole and, and, and mentally stable and healthy. And even if they are now, it took them a while to get there. God willing, uh, right. it's possible, right? But um, they're stunted. They're mentally stunted because at the age where they're supposed to enjoy their childhood, they were being worked like a damn dog, right? And so I, I, I thought, agree. And yeah. the height of their fame and attention was when they had this teenage uh, persona. And so I think he's regressed mentally and he probably can't even connect. And I think he's even had a recent interview where he does say something where he can't emotionally, like he doesn't want to date. He didn't want to or what he basically old women around his age was a no, no. That was essentially um, what's being said. Yes. And, and uh, th- so in that interview that you're speaking of, when he did, make mention of you know older women and it's not for him i Mm. i said to myself okay that's fine yeah that's fine that's okay but it's when he started to get into you know a single woman that has a child and so on and so forth there are many women out here okay that are single mothers and don't ever plan on being single mothers they don't go into it being single mothers or Mm. wanting to be single mothers a lot of women you know, could have had a husband, got married, had a child, and the man dies. Mm. And now they're single mothers. So I, I felt like there was a lot of generalization that he was doing yeah. Anything to, to explain justify. his behavior. And to yes. be quite frank, this is a little girl that you prayed on. Mm. I, I, I'm not going to mince any words with yeah. you. You you are on the verge of a pedo. You're lucky that she was at least in her teenage or later you know, teenage Mm. years, but to be quite honest, to me, it seemed like you definitely groomed her. Oh yeah. Okay. You wanted someone that was moldable Mm. and in from what, you know, the street is saying you caught this girl off of the Greyhound bus pretty Mm. much. Okay. Like she was a runaway Mm. and she needed stability and she was very vulnerable and you took advantage of that. And obviously a young girl like that is going to see, Oh, well this man can provide me a life. So why wouldn't she go along with it? Well, she was 17 when you met her 19 where no 18 when you, uh, proposed and 19 when you married her. So you were fast and fierce with this. You were not letting up from it. You wanted to have a young wife and that's, that's fine. Yeah. Kudos to you. But it's when you start saying that any other way it, it, it's not preferable and all of this stuff, maybe to you, 
but there's lots of reasons why people are, are there's somebody who's mentally regressed. Yeah, you would see. Well, definitely like mentally regressed, 100 percent. And so you can see that he's probably on the mental capacity yeah. of a 17. Yes, 18, that's what it sounds like. Person. Yes. Here's the problem, though, Marcus, and I hope you have wife number two lined up <laughs> is because she's going to get sense. Mm. She's going to turn sense. Now she's had a child. She's been married to you for a few years. You know, maybe the prenup period has passed where she can get some money out of you. Mm. All I'm saying is be prepared for when she wakes up because she will wake up and she, you know, with this attitude of you want them young. Well, she's not going to be young forever. She's always going to be younger than you, but she will not always be young forever. Mm -hmm. So when she's 30, you know, maybe popped out another two kids for you. Are you now going to say, oh, well, I want the next 17 year old because she's having too much of an independent mind for me. Yeah. I don't know what, what, it, what it's going to be at that time. I, I, I will say that you have, you know, tried to cover your ass through this whole time. You're, you're, you're making sure we think that you, you know, were on your P's and Q's and you didn't actually engage with this girl until she was of age. I don't believe it. I think it's made up. I think you met her when she was a lot younger than 17 mm. and you slowly groomed her into being your wife and she ran away to be your wife. And mm. now she is your wife and eventually she'll become stale to you because if you have the mentality that age is the top priority when meeting someone and being with someone for long term, then you're going to see that that's going to be problematic because mm. she's going to get older. She will get older, Marcus. So just be be prepared, my friend. Okay. And she might even wise up. And so be prepared for that. So at this point, Marcus Houston, I need you to go and take several seats down someplace. Okay. Because a lot of what he was saying in the interview was kind of distasteful. Mm, and nobody's yeah. checking for Marcus Houston. Let's nope. just be 100, 110% here. Um, nobody cares about you. You were like, you know, 90s, 2000s. You, you know, young star and so on. People have already forgotten about you, Marcus, to be quite honest. Let's just be real. And this is and the reason why now you're back in the spotlight. Ugh. Exactly. Or you're trying to get a little bit of the spotlight. And, you know, another thing that I wanted to mention lastly about this whole situation is, you see, you got to be weary of old men wanting to be with young girls. Mm. Young girls who are very impressionable, very vulnerable, very easily to manipulate yes. and so on. You have to be very cautious with these type of men because, she, like I said, when she gets older, she might get dropped like hotcakes because she's too old. Her mind's changed. Her mind's developed. It's grown. It's it's become a woman. You know, he likes to say a lot of nice, sweet things about his wife. And I'm, I'm not disgrading or discrediting no, yeah. the fact that she's probably a great girl she probably is mm -hmm. but she's very naive yeah let's just leave it right there and so with that being said we do have to say lord jesus <laughs> take the wheel on that one because marcus houston is delusional at this point yeah he's a little delusional and seeking a little attention and he's using his young pretty wife to get the little piece of attention well you know what L young girl young girl don't breed up too much for him you hear you had one little baby just you know 
try to get a little education, you know, stack your cheddar, put your money to the side, because when you turn 30, you might get replaced. That's the truth. Um, but we're going to move on. And so we are going to move on into the workout. Workout. Yes. And so for this workout, we wanted to address this uh, controversy with the N NCAA basketball controversy between Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. Now, lots of mm. breath on that. Yes. Deep so, right. So the controversy is this. So basically, um, Caitlin Clark, I think it was the semifinals. Yes. That they were having a game and she did this phase out you know like you can't see me with her hand in front of her face yes she was trash talking mm -hmm. uh to the other team now they won that game yeah they did win that game they mm -hmm. didn't win the championship though but they did win the yes game. yes let's should put that out there too and so in the championship game angel reese girl you're too much you see you you but she had to rub it in her face mm. and so um in the midst of winning because <laughs> they did win against mm. them um angel decided to do the same thing that caitlin did mm -hmm. and she decided to put her hand in front of her face like you can't see me and then she pointed at her ring finger like i'm coming for the ring heifer i'm coming for it yeah and she did she did now people are salty Mm. Um, there are some people who are up in arms because Angel Reese, who is a black woman, did the same thing that just previously Caitlin Clark did, and Caitlin is a is a white woman. Mm. Um, right. So people are coming for her, saying that you know she's trash talking and all of this inappropriate, this, that, and the third, whatever. Yeah. Bunch of bullshit, if you ask me, because. Mm. Just previous game to get to the finals, Caitlin Clark was doing the same thing. Mm. Now, my perspective, and then what I'm hearing. So my perspective is trash talking is trash talking. If you're going to get involved with trash talking, be prepared mm. to have some come your way. And mm. unfortunately, you had it come your way. She she showed you up, and not only that, but then she won the damn game. So, um, Salty, you need to go sit left. That's what you need to do. Um, in terms of Caitlin Clark, she kind of backed, you know, Reese. She backed her and said, hey, yeah. trash talking is trash talking. Mm -hmm. It's the rest of the world that was up in arms with what Reese had did. And I don't understand why there has to be that double standard. Ooh. Women in general in sports already have to deal with double standards as is. Mm -hmm. They have brought in a lot of attention to women's basketball. They have. They brought in a lot of attention. This is a college basketball game. This is not big, big, you know, WNBA. This is this, this is a college basketball game. So the fact that they were able to garner that much viewership, that oh, much yeah. interest, that much attention speaks volumes, right? And it does show that, yes, women basketball could be just as hype. Like, don't get it twisted. There's trash talking in the rest of it, okay? And um, in this case... Reese won her team. They won. And I think that's why people are really up in arms mm -hmm. because they did win. Um, and when I see other people's perspectives specifically saying, you know, it, 
that type of trash talking shouldn't be in the game and blah 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 sportsmanship and misogyny all this stupid crap mm-hmm. all this stupid crap i'm like nah she did what she did she did what she did and caitlin did the same thing trash talking is a part of the game stop the nonsense if you don't want to be involved then just humble up yourself close up your mouth and go one side well in this in this realm um reese did the same thing to clark the same thing that clark did she did so what's the problem Mm. oh let's 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 really hit the the nail on the head the Mm. problem is (laughs) one is a black woman and one is a white woman when the white woman did it, I'm sorry, it didn't get any traction because to be quite honest, it was kind of lame <laughs> when she did it. <laughs> the black woman, you know, I'm sorry, she made her presence be known, you know, and um, a controversy that I don't particularly like that I've heard in this is, yeah. is the black and white thing, specifically uh, yeah, with the yeah. black woman being, oh, she's being overly aggressive. And there's no need for her to be so aggressive. Bullshit. This is a basketball game. Okay. This is a basketball game. We're not sitting down for tea and crumpets. Okay. This is a basketball game. She was trash talking. She won the game. So be it. Why is everybody up in arms? Well, she made it. She made it cool. That's what we do. That's what black people do. We make things cool. So yes, sometimes, you know, we stand out, you know, Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, it sucks that it had to come to this racial divide, but that's clearly what it was. And I think something else that we need to put in perspective is these, Angel Reese in particular, so Caitlin Clark, kudos to her, very talented young woman. She did her thing. She brings competitive. She has ego. At the end of the day, it's sports. Like, that's, if it was male, if it's men who did that, nobody would be, there wouldn't even be a story. Not even a raise of an eyebrow. Right? And so, whatever, Caitlin Clark, do your thing now we come back and angel reese they have this final and and clearly lsu is gonna win and 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 angel reese wanted to get her get back for all the black women because the team that uh they played in the semifinal that they beat a lot of the sportscasters and twitter were being very rude about that team which is predominantly black as well and angel reese didn't like that and she brought that energy to that game um, and that's what she did. And I don't think she did anything worse than Caitlin Clark. She had, no, a, put a, so she had a little extra sauce, but you yeah, know, she put a little sauce on it, but that's what we do. We like the sauce. Right. And so, okay. So me getting back to my point, Angel Reese is 20 years old, 20 years old. The men that were on Twitter, grown ass, miserable, old, ridiculous white men, so one was uh, this guy. He's from a leftist platform called Barasool, Dave Portnoy. He called her um, a piece of shit. He said a classless piece of shit. A grown-ass man who's damn near 50 years old called a 20-year-old woman in college on scholarship a classless piece of shit. For right. Okay. Another another person referred to her as uh, classless as well. And that's why a lot of Black celebrities were really trying to boost uh angel reese and support her because she was under an, a ridiculous amount of criticism for scrutiny. doing what scrutiny for what being an athlete for bringing the same bravado and ego that was presented um in other games as as uh caitlin clark 
And we, we're not going to have that. You're not going to be talking about our educated young Black women Thank doing, you. Uh, being excellent in the game and in school and, and because there's some type of bi- racial bias that you can't handle her coming back with the sauce. No, 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 no. We're not having it. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty disgusting that people want to be wrong and strong. This is sports. And if again, if this were men, this wouldn't have been even become a story. We wouldn't be talking about we this. We would not be talking about this. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember? I think it was uh, maybe 2022, and LeBron was on the basketball court and he came down hard on this guy, and I think he scratched his face and he started bleeding on the court. Oh lord, I can't remember. Do you remember? But... I remember that. I think that was 22 or or maybe 21. But okay. Um, basically, this is the this is the nature of the business. This yes. Okay? This is the nature of the business. We're not, like I said, we're not having tea and crumpets, okay? Mm. We're playing basketball, okay? Which is a very competitive sport. Um, And not only that, but I will say that I've noticed in my years, the U.S. goes hard for, they they go hard for sports, okay? Mm -hmm. Sports is a part of the U.S. identity, period. period. So here in Canada, you know, not so much. You know, not so much, but mm. over there they go hard. So I expect her to go hard. Mm. I expect her to do that. I, I expect a lot of trash talking. The the greats of the greats, they all trash talk. Yeah. Okay. Michael Jordan was horrible. Oh he lord, he's a king. He was horrific. It. He was he was a damn bully on the court. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, let's not get it twisted. He was a man. So I I I don't understand. The game is the game. Why we're all of a sudden making a distinction when someone like Michael Jordan, who was pretty much known to be a bully on the court, and this young lady doing the same thing that this little white girl did a couple games before for the finals. I I, I don't understand it. It it blows my mind how people are willing to come down on this girl so hard. And then what's funny is if we call if we say call it what it is, because we know what it is. Oh, no, this is just oh, not no. sportsmanship. All the types of fart. I'm like, this is, this is a cut boy black. This is a black and white easy case. We can see it right in front of our eyes. Thank you. I don't know what's the him and hawing all about. Like, say for, say, call a spade a spade and say what it is. Say it with your chest, as far as I'm concerned. That, that, that's what I'm saying. And, <laughs> and at, at, at the end of it, and when you look at it, that's exactly what this is. And it's a salty what it's mostly salty white people who are having this um yeah. this negative response to what happened. Because yeah. this black team, pretty much all black team, came up and whooped the ass. Not not one or two points. Okay. Mm. They were a points. good 15 to almost 20 point yeah. difference. So mm. they slaughtered them. And I think that's what the problem is, is that the black team came along. Okay. And they slaughtered you. Okay. And now we want to do, you know, playbacks of, of her doing this in the face and all sorts of things, but miss me with the bullshit. She, she, they won the game period. Period. Like there's, there's, there's time for, you know, all the semantics and all of the nonsense. And then there's time to just be a, a, this is sports. This is sports. This is sportsmanship. This is how it goes. This is this is what it is. And, and let's not make it into anything other than what it is. And that's exactly what happened here. And I will say, Angel, 
Go on with your bad self. Go on with your bad self. She is actually one of the leads between men and women in the NCAA. She is one of the highest paid athletes because now you know that college athletes can get partner part uh corporate sponsorship so i think she's made almost half a million i think it was 326 in in deals her as a woman wow so she's doing that's another why that's another reason why they're coming after her because whenever some black person starts to do really well at something okay there's always that that stage where they try to knock her off her pedestal Mm. okay so Miss Rees, don't let them knock you off your pedestal. You won fair square. Don't listen to these grown ass men on these internet streets trying to trying to shame you. No, you did the damn do. You won the game. The white girl even said it. Even Caitlyn was like, "Yo, it is what it is." Like, oh yeah, when they, yeah. Remember the White House kerfuffle? So they, yes. they the Jill Biden was like, oh, I think she just said, it. you know, when you're a nice old mom lady and you're just like, yeah, oh. but that could also be seen as, you know, a lot of things to me. Yeah, that's true. There could be underlying, but even if we take it as innocent, let's put it on the innocent front where she's just like, oh, too no, bad. I'm not going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we already talked about what it is. So, okay. Even having that lens, we weren't going to give LSU their glory and everybody had to get down that everybody that's where social media is so powerful because back in the day we wouldn't have that backlash. So the backlash came and include and Caitlin Clark herself was like, yeah, no, why would we go? We didn't win. Thank you. Blank, period. Done. And the reason why I say about uh, Joe Biden's wife, um, here's the thing is that I know she's an old, cute little white lady. Yes. But even old, cute little white ladies have stereotypes, discrimination, and all sorts of shit wrapped up underneath their bonnet. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Like, let's not, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. The reason why she was so, oh, let them both come, let both teens, because you didn't want the white girl to feel bad. Mm. Let's just call it what it is. You didn't want the white team to feel poorly. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, all of a sudden we're so concerned about both teams coming miss me with it okay no that was a a a microaggression if you really were to think deeply about it that this black team won fair and square period they worked their ass off to get to a point where they're champions and they should be the only team that should go to the white house period the fact that she said that was the white woman's way of looking out for the white girl's team Mm. by not letting them feel like oh well we lost and we're insignificant and they're paying all this attention to this black team that's what it is and and you know, we can call it all satating, but at the end of the day, that that pure innocent thought that came across was her way of looking out for those white girls. That was her way of doing that. Um, it's never been a time that any other first lady has stepped up and said, oh, well, we think that both teams... No, no, no. <laughs> no. Michelle Obama, she knew her place. She's like, no. Whatever team makes it here, makes it here. That's my husband's domain. Keep it pushing. You want to you wanna come up and put yourself in the mix because you wanted to protect this little white girl's team. That's what it is. And, and I, I'm not, you know, I don't think it's any other way. 
you know, yeah. to be mm-hmm. quite honest, they, they could sugarcoat it to make her look like, you know, because they're old and stuff like that. And well, the, 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 feeble the PR, like the, the White House communications and PR team came and corrected that quick, fast because the people were and like, in a hurry. Yeah. Because they, they knew that that could have started a whole can of worms they weren't willing to open. Mm-hmm. So I need Joe Biden to go sit down someplace. Mm-hmm. I need her to go sit down someplace. You were trying to, you know, be fair all of a sudden. And I hated that growing up, eh? Because I wasn't bad. I was in sports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, being in a Catholic school, we didn't play a lot of schools that had a lot of black people in them. And I always found like they would call more fouls for the white team. They would make more allowances for the white bump all that. Okay. We were coming from the depths of Malvern region where all of us was black. (laughs) So I, I felt it. And, and there's been moments in time you know, we can go through all the sports out there in different areas of sports. And there's always been that moment where there's this protection that white people feel that they have to give to a white team. A game is a game is a game. Talent is talent, period. So that's all we're, that's all we're judging in this game, not the color of their skin and the rest of the what's not. But you know what, Reese, you're doing the damn thing, girl. You're doing the damn thing and you are bringing a lot of attention to this game. And I'm glad. And I, I have a theory that I want to talk about real quickly. We have time. With, we're, with, we're, huh? We're running low on time. But okay, we we're letting, okay. So I'll talk about my theory another day. But I mm. feel like, you know, Brittany Grainer, I feel like she was the catalyst to a lot of things for female basketball. I feel like she was the catalyst to a lot of up and coming things that are happening in basketball for females. So pay attention to this sport, guys. And so we do hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. So whether you lead with your heart or your mind, please stay passionate and thoughtful. We will talk to y'all real soon and in a hurry. See ya. Or actually, bye.